So, the new Stranger Things season introduced their own pizza place that kind of, in one episode, talked trash about Domino's. And as some of you might know, I work at Domino's myself, and let's just say their pizza is way, way, way less to standards than something like Domino's. Um, but uh, I, I've, I've gone through this promotion with Stranger Things for a while now, and one thing I will point out is if some of you might not know, on the boxes, on the very bottom of it, it makes a joke about how if uh, the pizza's still in the box, it's in the upside down now because the pizza would be flipped upside down. Uh, just yeah. a fun little thing about the boxes. Um, but there's also supposed to be team gear that we could have gotten, but uh, my store was never able to achieve. Uh, so, yeah, uh, unfortunate. But going into that, let's talk all about the new Stranger Things Season 4, what's, co- what's coming up. The length of yeah. the episodes is a, is a good tom- is a good topic. Uh, but uh, without further ado, let's get into the intro music. Another podcast. I'm your co-host Zachary C. Jones, and joining today is your other co-host Noah McIntyre. What's up? Good. Oh, good. It feels good to be back. Um, I mean, we've taken one of those long breaks as we usually do, but I'm gonna go and take another two to three minutes talking about how sorry I am that stuff hasn't worked out. Blah blah blah. It's just a soft fest. Mm. Who cares? But new Stranger Things season uh, was released. I think mid July. No. It was in June. It was so in June. Uh, it, was okay. actually, it was actually May 27th. May 27th? That's what this says when it first came out. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Anyway, so uh, less of Zach being wrong about literally everything, but more of the time that me and Noah actually ended up watching it was he came and visited, me, uh, visited the family back down here in Texas. Um... And we actually came together and we actually started watching the show, which I actually missed out on the first episode, but I just watched the show from there with them. And what are your first reactions to the show? Oh, man. It was – it did – it gave you that same kind of, you know, Stranger Things feel, obviously, right. when you first uh, start watching it. But at the same time, it's, it's really different in the – obviously, the sense that, you know, they've grown up quite a bit yeah. in just a year. But obviously, I mean – uh, Eleven, Will, uh, not all of them. You know the. Uh, I I don't know why, but I blanking on the name. Uh, they're like Byers. Byers. I don't. I I blank. Okay, I blank. Um, I was a little bit <laughs> but the Byers family obviously moved out to California. Um, don't know why they moved so far away. Um, but you know they moved out to California, and adjusted to life there. Eleven's uh, obviously not fitting in well. Uh, as it turns out, Will Will is growing into his gayness, if you want to call it that. Um, and the gang is just completely split up outside of, you know, Mike and uh, uh, Mike and uh, I'll see blanking on name again. Mike and Will. They, no, no, not Will. 
Well, um, I mean, at the later end of the season, Mike and who? Well, yeah, uh, they they meet back up, but I'm talking about back in Hawkins at the beginning. Back in Hawkins, it was Mike, Dustin, and uh, Dustin. Lucas. Yeah, yeah, but they kind of, you know, they kind of grew apart when Lucas joined the basketball team. And yeah, kind of made that his priority over. Their overall, overall, I think it was just a, it was a, it's a, it was a, might I say, strange theme in the show for everything to be a little more separate than we were used to. Cause there's kind of like six yeah. or so storylines all going on at once, which was like a lot to keep up with. Yeah. And you always had like those separate storylines in the first few seasons, but it was all mainly uh, relatively together because they're all yeah. Hawkins. They're basically, no matter what they were doing, they're all together. Um, so it was strange to see them apart and really going through some formative years uh, away from each other. So it was like a similar feel, but you could definitely tell everything completely changed. I think one of the things that was most interesting about the differences in the stories they were going with was the completely different settings that they were going with. So like like you said, the buyers moved out to California, and that was completely different settings. Of course, they had yeah. the hometown of Hawkins. But then since Hopper and since the what was it? The second gate was in Russia. That's where Hopper and yeah. uh, Joyce were at the end of the third season. So they moved a setting to there as well. So there's like three settings going on at once. Plus there is a setting of the backstory of the villain of the whole, what is the whole freaking show supposedly yeah. and 11 a little bit. So there was like almost four settings going on at once. Just really just yeah. put an increased uh or an in in what i don't know what i'm saying anyways but in, you you get intrigue. it intrigue there we go yeah oh struggling with words again <laughs> yeah hey that's our thing you struggle with words i struggle with remembering stuff <laughs> yes that that is very Those accurate are our things. but yeah i mean it, it's a lot of tr- a lot of change a lot of strange but it was cool. It was cool to see how they tied the first three seasons to, you know, the first. I don't know what you would like. They, I guess, experiments. Uh, yeah. I guess you could call them. You know, it all comes back to him. Yeah. Um, and out, out. I mean, we've already seen No Eleven, and we've seen other of the other children in like flashbacks and stuff, but we never really knew how far it went. Uh, yeah. How how far in between like one and eleven were? Because obviously eleven, at this point in time, is like early teens, and one looks like he's like in his twenties, maybe mid to yeah. late twenties. So I mean, obviously there was a lot of time in between just ten people, and we don't know how far after eleven they went. I can't remember the biggest number I remember, but I think there was something like at least like sixteen, seventeen, maybe up to twenties. Yeah, and, and that's just what we could possibly know. It's been referenced to. I mean. Yeah, they, I mean, shoot, they could have had like a whole different facility elsewhere with a ton more. We don't know. Um, I mean, there are three dig- There are technically three digits on their arms because uh, eleven exactly. is zero one one. So I mean, it could, could go, go up to the hundreds. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? So it was cool to you know kind of visit that back her background in the in the lab again, lab a little bit more, and to have a little bit yeah. more elaborated with the other children. And then to find out that this big bad, like the actual, I won't say the big bad, because I assume season five there's going to be an even better guy, guy than Vecna, but 
the fact that he's kind of been pulling the strings in the first three seasons and everything that has happened up to this point has been because of Vecna was a really cool tie-in that it wasn't just like the mind player was running everything. He was actually even just a pawn in Vecna's game. Yeah. That was, that, that was cool. I always like to see that. And then, I mean, it also kind of had like a little bit of a darker feel to it. I don't know yeah. why, but it, cause we've seen some pretty dark stuff happen in the first three seasons to them losing like friends, uh, you know, people they're in relationships with, and, and just seeing a lot of, you know, pretty predominant characters get killed off. So we've seen some darkness out of uh, Stranger Things, but I don't know why. I guess because we kind of delved into the true darkness of the Upside Down and what 1 and 11, like their powers and everything kind of entail. Like how Which are still very mysterious. Yes, of course. I mean, I don't even think we touched, we, I mean, just tip the iceberg. I imagine yeah. with, with their abilities, crazy to see how powerful they truly are when they just oh, yeah. focus and, and just, you know, constantly just get better and just actually not, not try to hold themselves back. So that was cool. Cool to see yeah. the, the delve into the upside down and their powers and how it all ties in everything a little bit more. And one thing about that is it, it, it's strange thinking from the beginning of the series to now of what we think of Eleven and her powers because at the beginning of the series is it she just seemed like more of like a what I would relate to that the horror icon Carrie with the psychic powers yeah. and all that, which by the way, speaking of which, they had a Carrie reference in the season when, uh, what's her name, Elle got the milkshake that was thrown on her. It wasn't lamb's blood like Carrie had in in her movie, but it was yeah. a, definitely a reference to Carrie, as you can see. Um, but it's just weird thinking about the differences and what we would think of her powers, because at first it was just kind of like she had telekinesis kind of thing. You know, yeah. she was kind of powerful. But, like, now it's, like, she has abilities to the upside down, to open gates, to, like, do this, this. Like, she's kind of, like, powerful. She has, like, the powers, like, Vecna has. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, and she's beaten him, like, several times at this point. So, it's, like, it's (laughs) very interesting to see, like, how Eleven will grow from here, too. Just thinking about where she was in season one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she beat Vecna, like you said, multiple times. And, obviously... Ultimately, well, I, don't, I, don't, I won't say ultimately, but seemingly completely beat him. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a whole bunch of craziness. But the fact that we saw what Vecna could do, like, obviously, from the upside down and really fed on people's deepest, darkest secrets and then obviously, you know, made them into human pretzels. The fact that he could do that and how much power he had to have had to do that and Eleven beat him pretty, pretty easily if I say so myself, pretty easily. Yeah. And like I said, like we said, I don't think that she's even a part, or even a, a, a fraction of that, of as powerful as she could be uh, at this point. So that's cool. That's really awesome to, to, to think about. But at the same time, if I'm uh, the people who know her and obviously know Vecna and everything in the show, I'd probably be a little scared. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, if she went down the route one did, she would be unstoppable. Vecna, Mind Flayer, the Demogorgon, no, nobody would be able to stop her. So uh, there is a an intriguing, fascinating uh, side to what she could possibly do. 
but like I said, if I was someone there, like that character in the show, I'd probably be just the tiniest bit scared of it, how powerful um, she could be. It kind of reminds me of a character like Jack from Supernatural, where it's like you you want it to be the best way it's possible, but like he's scary all at once because he's so yeah. powerful that when he does go rogue, it's horrible. Like that episode where he just said stop lying and everyone did and that's when god got so, or chuck got so scared that uh uh he had to yeah. do something about it like because jack was just this like he's he's useful and he's hopeful but he's also so powerful that you kind of got to be scared yeah. for, of him which is why sam and dean had to lock him in that box at one time which grant went so rogue but i mean yeah stuff that powerful is always gonna be scary so i can see the kind of same thing happening with yeah. l here i mean we might even see kind of a um character arc where she kind of gets into a villainous phase. I mean, uh, Scarlet Witch just had one in the MCU oh, where yeah. she got so powerful that she had a villain phase, which, I mean, I think we all kind of saw coming because we know House of yeah. M, but I, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that from Elle because, I mean, she, she's she gone yeah. through a lot of shit, so it would make sense to me. For sure. And we already, I mean, we kind of saw a little bit of it. I mean, obviously she uh, broke uh, the the mean girl's nose. Oh yeah, but that girl that roller. girl deserved it. <laughs> I, I'm not saying she did it. I'm not saying she did it at all. She definitely she deserved a little bit worse in my opinion. But it um, yeah, but it did kind of go to show L's yeah. like villainous side coming through. Yeah, Don't definitely. I mean, even not using her power, she's I mean, much, pretty much a badass. Yeah, um, definitely. And so that was that was cool, and obviously we saw her actually get taken away in a cop car. To, so to see her actions actually have some consequence, because obviously in Hawkins it's a lot different. I mean, Hopper was there, so he wouldn't have done anything. So that makes yeah. sense. But still, it's Hawkins, so stuff like that kind of happens quite often. So it's not a big deal. But now they're in California, it's not the same thing. So it, it was cool to see her go through like obviously a very dark time. Yeah, she thought she thought the her father figure was dead. She was a she was a thousand mile away from her boyfriend and a, anyone she's ever actually cared about. Oh yeah. So it was nice to see that. I I would like to see her take an even bigger leap, like you said. It'd be cool to see her take more of a Scarlet Witch completely type of thing. Maybe not kill herself. Yeah. Think, even though I don't no. think Wanda's dead. I don't think she's dead. I think they're. I think they're gonna tie that in somehow i want to see 11 just not care for once basically she i mean she kind of held back a little bit sometimes she hasn't but majority of the time she's been she's held been held back because uh, uh from unleashing her rage and her true power because of like hopper and and mike trying to you know talk her off the ledge which i get you know you don't want her to handle to go through stuff like that like yeah. killing someone or something at such a young age. But I would like to see her basically just take a full Natasha and just jump off that cliff and just, just see what happens. Like I said, oh, not yeah. die, not die, but I would like to see what happens, like the consequence and how it will affect her and Mike and her and Hopper and all that. So I would love to see that. Like you said, I think it would be a cool way to go. And plus, I mean, you, look at what – Wanda did. She opened up her abilities even more. So, yeah, let's see what she's got. She's she's capable of, even if it might might mean she goes rogue for a little bit. Let's see what she's capable of. Yeah, yeah, it, w- it would definitely be an interesting uh, way to open up the story more and change your things. I would say. 
one of the things I wanted to mainly talk about in this season was one of the, the biggest, most epic reveals that I've seen in a show, maybe ever, honestly, was how they just, they tied, the, the villain reveal was just tied in of so many things. Because at first, so in the, in the original kind of season finale, before they released the extra two episodes, because they're like, hey, by the way, we do have two more coming up. They, the the original season finale was a reveal of Vecna slash Henry slash one is what they said in the show several times. But yeah. it's because it, it's so crazy because originally you think of all these characters as four separate people. You have Vecna, you have one, this person that they're talking about. You have yeah. um, the helper guy that, that you have no idea really who is, but he's, he's helping Elle out and stuff. And then you have yeah. Henry, this you assume nothing of, and when you see the flashbacks with uh, what was it, Robert England's character, uh, which was a great. By the way, I loved that cameo that he had because it makes so much sense. Because Vecna yeah. takes on a Freddy Krueger kind of approach in this season, so that was perfect. I loved that. Uh-huh. It's it's so crazy because you never like you don't really put those two like well those four characters all together. And then in one, like, big scene, basically, kind of just goes, oh, yeah, by the way, this guy's one. Oh, by the way, this guy's one, and one's Vecna, and this guy's Vecna. And then, oh, he's also Henry. And it's like, oh, he's the one that's done all this. And then even further, the, the reveal at the very end where he did the spider painting and, or the spider drawing and stuff and how he reveals that he was kind of behind all of the upside-down shenanigans and stuff. It yeah. was just... So wild, so much to take in, by the way. But it was, it was, it made for such a great scene, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, his kind of character arc. I don't really know how how else to describe it, but to yeah, see like how he started. Obviously, wasn't always a bad guy, or you know, was like that. Yeah, started off as just a kind of normal kid who had some weird stuff that he could do. Um. And then he gets into spiders, which is weird. Uh, that's just that's just weird for a <laughs> kid to get into to be like. Because he he so, found so a fascinated. He found a nest of black widows, and what kind of kid in their right mind is like, ooh, cool? I, I don't know. He, I mean, he was like, a, like I said, he wasn't always like a bad guy, obviously, but he definitely was a little messed up in the head a little bit. And then to see him go full fat guano crazy and kill everyone every part everybody in his family outside of his dad was just nuts i mean he will have it's not like this is a new thing he's been doing you know like i said making human pretzels he's been doing this since he was a little kid oh yeah and i mean he i mean that predates even him being in the lab and being an experiment and everything so just to see him it kind of a little bit more of that power that they have. Um, obviously, can be a natural occurrence, not like man-made or whatever. Is a very natural occurrence, and to see how far he went and how basically psychotic he was at such a young age was, in my opinion, really awesome. To see that this kid wasn't like he wasn't traumatized by what he went through and became Vecna. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't made into into Vecna. He was born essentially Vecna. Oh yeah, and it, it, so it was cool to see, it was awesome to see that he wasn't just another lab experiment. He wasn't just another, you know, uh, 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 basically like what you know the the soups and 
the boys are man-made. He's completely different. He's natural. He's he was born this way. Basically, like I said, basically psychotic, and he just rolled with it. You know, it was just normal to him. Killing his mom and his sister, that's normal. And then making his dad insane, obviously. Making his dad go crazy. That was interesting to see because you don't really see something like that very often. Like that someone, a, a bad guy, born that way. Usually yeah. there's some sort of backstory. They went through some, some, some sort of trauma and something like that to make them the way they are. This guy was just bad from the beginning. So oh, that yeah. was nice. Naturally see. evil. Yeah, it was a nice twist to see that he wasn't. He was. He really didn't have a chance. Basically, he was always going to turn out to be Vecna. So that yeah. was that was nice to see that they they went on a different path than most people do. Oh yeah, for sure. And so, besides one of the obviously one of the most uh, iconic kind of uh, not character villains from Stranger Things so far. One of the one of the kind of funny, weirdest things to come out of this season, I would believe, would be how a singer from the a one hit wonder singer from the eighties all of a sudden is getting paid so much money because Stranger Things played her song like at least fifteen times in the show. And yeah. so I, I can't imagine how weird that is to just like basically be going like having no business because you don't really have good songs anymore, you know, like you're not really hitting it mm-hmm. but you then all of a sudden you're just getting paid so much money from this hit show that is playing your song so much which granted yeah was a great song to include though and that scene uh they, they, there are two great scenes with it really there was that scene when max uh defied vecna and actually you know ran away instead stuff yeah. and there was that kind of more climactic one when they played kind of the slowed down version where uh What's his name? Hopper killed the Demogorgon and, and then it yeah. helped them finally defeat Vecna, that, which was beautiful, by the way. But it was it was all so, so powerful. And that song was powerful. So it was I, I mean, I remember in the middle of the night waking up to that scene randomly because I'd fallen asleep <laughs> watching it. And it yeah. was very scary, granted, because all I saw oh, was yeah. Max running and then I heard that song. And it was like all like very creepy. Very, very great song to include, and obviously it's kind of a it's one of the most popular things coming from Stranger Things Four with Max having that pose where she's you know her eyes are rolled up and everything. That was that was interesting when I first saw the uh, trailers for uh, the new season, and obviously that that scene was a part of it. I was like, okay, so somehow like Max got sort of pow- got powers or something too. As it turns out, no, that's just that's just a uh, that's just a. Uh, a sign that you're about to die, uh, pretty yep. much death. Um, but like, I mean, like you said, that that paired with the song, which uh, Kate Bush, that, that like you said, that was a, a very iconic, I guess you could say, uh, thing to come out of Stranger Things, uh, the season four. And it's crazy that Stranger Things plays that song a, a few times, and she's she's hitting it big again. Uh, some let's see what what's that like, thirty five years later, uh, yeah. So or thirty seven something like that. That's just that's just nuts. That they make a song or they they make they put a song into the show, and it makes the artist big again after like you said. What didn't that kind of an underwhelming career uh, for yeah. her? Um, 
but it was perfect for, like you said, the the, the show because when you think you listen to the to the lyrics, you know, running up that hill, running up the, uh, I was like running up that wall or something like that, running at that building. That's what it was, running up that building. Uh, and it, and every time it played, it was kind of like that, you know. Obviously, that kind of struggled, you know, running uphill. That's that's not an easy thing to do. So it was cool to see that they not only a kind of eerie song for an eerie show, obviously, um, but something that they put in into scenes and to into places that the lyrics just made so much sense and yeah. really encapsulated the whole scene, everything that was going on at that time. Like I said, obviously, you know, Max uh, running away from Vecna and trying to get back to her body and, to, you know, avoid death and to get back to her friends and the people she loved. And that wasn't easy, as you saw. I mean, it was pretty tough. So that song was, like you said, just perfect. It was the best song that they, in my mind, they could have put into the, kind of made that, that season's theme, if you want to, if you want to say. So, I mean, they did a lot, a a lot really well. Um, You know, the first few seasons were phenomenal. And with something like Stranger Things, you expect it to kind of go downhill a little bit at some point. Yeah. But they continue to amaze us with what the songs they put, where they put them, how they, you know, use them to build the scene, to set the scene is phenomenal. And, I mean, I can't wait till uh, I think it's like next year or the year after that, whenever the season five is supposed to come out. Yeah. So I'm excited for that just because of what they gave us in season four, which was awesomeness is the best way I can describe it. It's just awesomeness. Awesomeness. Um, exactly. It's just awesomeness. I mean, I mean, what, how else can you explain or how else can you define, hey, Hopper's alive and just stuck in Russia. Somehow he got, or somehow he got stuck there doing that. You know, everyone, thought, everyone thinks he's dead. Everyone's moved on. I mean, literally, the buyers moved on. I mean, everything just looked like it was in pieces. Everything, the 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 group, everything just looked in, like it was in shambles, and they found a way back to each other, some way. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think this was a phenomenal season. Um, oh yeah, no, they did they did a fantastic job. One of the things else I wanted to talk about about Stranger Things is one of the things they're very iconic for doing is bringing in some of the best characters that will be absolute fan favorites. And somehow picking out the the most fan favorites and just killing them off. Um, which, oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I, so the first season was Barb. Barb was very lovable, and they kind of yep. just killed her off, which was very sad because it was because and in a tough way too. That was yeah. Tough. While Nancy was neglecting her, just so she can she was getting well, she was getting her freak on with Steve. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the second season, it was there was there was Bob too. Oh, freaking. Don't... Oh, I hate that Bob died. Amazing dude, and this guy just gets freaking eaten alive by the demodogs. I oh, that's a horrible scene to watch. I hated that. Um, horrible. Uh, who great else guy. was there? Yeah, great guy. I fucking love Bob. But um, mm-hmm. obviously there's two from season four. That, oh well, hold on. Let's let's backtrack a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. there was also a little bit more controversial. One of my favorites was Billy. I fucking love Billy. Oh, like he started off as a huge ass. Billy. 
he started off as a huge ass, but then I swear to God, like he, oh my God, I fucking Billy's the best. Mm. Um, he, I, I don't know if most people know this, but uh, one of the other things he's known for is being the Red Power Ranger from a not so popular <laughs> Power Rangers reboot. Um, yeah, I actually think he did all right acting in. So it was it was the movie that wasn't so great, not him. So now he's played two of the five named, two of the six named char- main characters in Mighty Morphin. Yeah, because he's played Billy as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, I also loved how they did a kind of tribute to him in Season 4 with Max. Obviously, Season 4 brought two more characters that we freaking loved. One of them got killed off the very first episode they were in, and the second one in the very last in a very emotional way. Obviously, Chrissy and Eddie. And the thing that sucks about those two is they would have made a perfect couple from the first episode. But they they killed them both off. Uh, Eddie Eddie's death was way more sad because uh, I think Absolutely. he to begin with like the final fight when they had their whole plan to distract Vecna blah 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 and Eddie and Dustin were in charge of the bats. He said something about them not being heroes. And then whenever he, Eddie was taking his last stand, he kind of chose to be that hero and to kind mm-hmm. of help save the town as much as possible. And Granted, and I'm literally about to cry because of this, this was the town that hated him, rejected him from the start, and then Absolutely. when he was found suppo- as a suspect to- that killed Chrissy, they rejected him more, wanted him dead, literally, like, went on searches yeah. to go kill him. And he still fought for this town, and nothing was more heroic than that. And I- It was so lovely. I-, I think he had, as weird as this might sound, an epic death. Like, I don't oh, know. I-, sure. I I think... Eddie was definitely one of the best characters they could have brought. Just sucks that he's gone mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we don't know. He might not. Yeah. Be. You there never has know. Been chatter. There has been chatter. But yeah, Eddie was. I mean, he really stole the show. Oh yeah. Quite literally, he stole the show. Freaking Joseph Quinn. <laughs> he, I mean, he was. He was amazing. Like you said, he he was selfless for to protect to, to protect the town that shunned him, called him a freak, and. Basically, I mean, once Chrissy was dead, and in such a horrific way, I mean, obviously the people investigating didn't have any idea about what was actually going on in Hawkins the first three seasons. So they wouldn't have had an idea that this was like some sort of supernatural thing. Which was one of the consequences of having Hopper away and not the sheriff anymore. Exactly. So it, it, was, it, it was amazing to see that everyone, ha- like you said, everyone hated them. Everybody wanted Kersey's boyfriend got the whole basketball team together to hunt him down and to kill him but he still gave his life to protect not just his friends and the people that helped him in a, in a, in a time of need but the people that just downright hated his guts for no reason for things they couldn't comprehend that was that was an amazing thing that they did for a character that seemingly as of right now seemingly didn't really play a, a huge role in the grand scheme of the story of the main characters and, you know, them growing up and everything past it. So it was, it was always, like you said, he, he died a great death. And he, yeah. obviously he went out doing what he loved, playing guitar, shredding axe, and then playing some real life D and D. That was, Oh yeah. That, that was the best way someone like him could have gone out. Doing, doing everything he loved. And like I said, there has been chatter that he's not really dead. 
could be a hopper hopper incident. We don't know. I mean, little I mean, little little less vague and a little less um, a little less easy to to play it off. Yeah. Season. But you never know. Who who knows? I still think Billy's alive because you know there was a rumor that since he was he died, you know, kind of controlled by the Mind Flayer. Not completely, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That Billy's actually still alive, and you know William, which we saw the his great his headstone change from Billy to William, that he might still be alive. So who knows? Speculation. But he was, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the best non-main character we've seen. And we've had, and like you said, they have found a way to bring in some great characters, great, you know, backup characters, then kill them off in yeah. seemingly horrific ways. Just, I mean, I, I love that they do that. They bring in someone everybody loves and then kills them off in a horrendous way at the hands of, you know, something from the upside down. I think one of the the best things that Stranger Things is good, like one of the, one of the reasons why it's such a lovable show is they're so good at making very lovable characters. I mean, I can just start listing off so many people, and there's so many reasons why you like them. People like Joyce, and people like Hopper, people like freaking Steve Harrington, Dustin, <clears throat> um, all the ones that we already said that are yeah. sadly gone. Um, L is pretty likable. Mike yeah. and his biggest moments i mean will will is interesting but um he kind of had a i kind of fell out of love with will this season just because you i don't know his i mean not good not because he's gay people not because he we right seems to be gay it's just he did not seem to be i mean the first three seasons it was all about will he was his focal point now it's like okay now it's a little bit different way it's about will real selfish it's weird, and the, the whole thing where he has this tingle on the back of his neck, and then yeah. he said at the end of the show that he could feel Vecna or something like mm-hmm. that, and he's had that kind of ability. It, it just feels weird. I mean, I guess he has been outside of Hawkins, but it's just like, Still. I feel like Will could have been a lot more of a help, and he's kind of just been literally like during that time when they were setting up to help to have L fight the. Uh, fight Vecna. Um, Will and Jonathan had their chat about, oh yeah, just making sure you're okay, man. Instead of Will actually doing th- really anything to help the fight. Um, yeah. But um, I don't know. Jo- the whole Jonathan and Nancy thing too is just weird. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. so like Jonathan, Steve, and Nancy are so complicated because it was like the first season was okay. She's in love with Steve. Oh, wait, no, she really likes Jonathan. Wait, she went back to Steve, and then. Yeah. Beginning of season two, it was literally like, okay, we switched it up. Now Jonathan and Nancy are definitely a thing. And then it was like, uh, now going to season three, it was kind of complicated because Jonathan and uh, Nancy started fighting. And then going into this season, they were completely separated, and Nancy and Steve were kind of like gunning it on again or something. And it's just like, what? Yeah, we got two love triangles in basically the same family. That's just yeah. weird. That's just really weird to do. I think that could have gone a little bit of a different way. Um, I don't. I think the. I think Jonathan, Nancy, and Steve one is a little bit more believable, just because yeah. you know obviously Nancy's dated both of them. Steve and Jonathan are you know kind of close-ish. Steve's obviously more close to the kid because you know he's the babysitter. Oh yeah, um, he's, the, he's not the babysitter. He is the mom. 
straight yeah, up. Yeah, he, he is their parent now. Yes. He is their parent. So, it, I mean, I can get that a little bit more. Will, Mike, and L, it's just like, you know, it's L and, and, and Mike, and then Will is just kind of like the third wheel in that, in that situation. Yeah. He's... He's don't he does obviously doesn't show that kind of interest in L so and L need him so it, it's it's weird that one that triangle doesn't really make sense I'm not a huge fan when shows do love triangles but the way they've had their you know Jonathan and uh, uh, Nancy's situation kind of, not on the outs but you know like over the past couple seasons it's kind of seeming like they're you know they're moving farther apart. No yeah. pun intended, uh, metaphorically and literally. But it's just, I mean, it's like, come on, Nancy, choose one, Steve or or, or Jonathan. You, I mean, you like both. Just make up your mind. They're both great guys. I imagine either one will understand. Just figure it out. We don't want. Right. We don't want. We don't want to drag this into a fifth season of it. Figure it out. Right. I, I, out of all the storylines going on in Stranger Things, this is kind of like the. The less than subpar one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give my boy Steve a date. Um, which, speaking of more storylines, there's also... Um, which, is, which honestly, one of the weirdest things is, like, in season two, like season two and season three, I think the Max and Lucas chemistry was, like, mm-hmm. really well. They worked really well together. I think in season four, though, the chemistry for me was kind of just not there, almost. It was like... Yeah. It made me question the entire time, are they really dating? Like... Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, they kind of weren't. I mean, obviously, they kind of did break up. Yeah. I mean, Lucas did change, obviously, quite a bit. You know, he yeah. moved away from the 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 D and D group a lot more. He focused more on basketball. Um, and Max, obviously, going through her trauma with losing her, I know technically stepbrother, but they were closer than that. They were. I mean, they were they were siblings. They yeah. cared for each other and. Just to lose someone that the only person in your family that seemingly actually liked you, even just liked you, is kind of is obviously kind of tough on Max. And I think obviously losing Lucas as well. She's just went through a tough time the last year of her life. So and now she's in a coma. <laughs> yeah, now she's in a coma. So who knows if she'll ever wake up? Um, yeah, I think she will. I don't think they're gonna kill Max off. They Hopefully, can't go that far. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kill off all the extra guys, all, all the extra characters you want. Don't kill off any of the main guys, though. Yeah. At least not unless you're saying, calling it quits. Like, you're oh, ending yeah. it. You're canceling everything. But yeah, you're right. It, I mean, they were essentially broken up. Uh, they, we see them do, you know, drift back to get back to, to each other. But, I mean, we just saw so much change from Lucas and everything that Max went through, so... It kind of makes sense, but at the same time, yeah. you would have thought like Lucas would have been there for her. She could, she would confide in him. So it, it's it's a it's a two headed snake. Like yeah, one hand you thought yeah they're gonna get through this, they're gonna help each other out, they're gonna they're gonna be fine. But on the other hand, it's like it makes sense with everything they've been through and all that. Um, one one thing, one of the characters that I actually forgot to bring up earlier when I was talking about fan characters, fan favorite characters that they kind of killed off, was Alexi. Um, oh, also yes. horrific, horrific death. I hated that. I hate that. I hated I, that they killed off Alexi. If one scene in Stranger Things has made me cry the most, that one was it. Like I swear to God, that was horrible. He was so happy. He was so 
freaking happy. And then boom, dead. Like, it was so unexpected. It was. I mean, he was just living life to the fullest, enjoying his icy all the time. I mean, it's just like, why'd you have to kill him all? He was like the one, he was like not main character, not like, he wasn't a main character, obviously. He wasn't like just a backup character. He's farther away than that. So let's leave him alive. Come on. Right. He was awesome. He, 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 he snatched everyone's hearts and. When they when they killed him off, it was just crushed. Yeah, that I think they just really know how to just take those heartstrings oh, yeah. and rip them right out. Absolutely, they know how to stab everyone and they, they every one of their viewers in the heart. Like, oh yeah, how they how they treat the fan favorites. I mean, even even uh 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 here I go again, blanking Murray. Even Murray, Murray grew to love him, and we know how yeah. paranoid that dude is, and how much he doesn't like the Russians. Paranoid, uh, Murray, never. <laughs> absolutely not. So it was, <laughs> it was even tougher to see how much that affected Murray. At least at the time, I don't know we, if we really saw, saw the, you know, after, uh, the after effects of that yeah. in season four. But he was, he was kind of heartbroken too. Like I said, paranoid, didn't really like the Russians, nor did anybody really at that point in time. But it was like, you just, I mean, you just love, they're, they're sadists. They must be just ripping our hearts out with the characters they give us and then just take them away a few episodes later. It's just crazy to think about how many, like, how many stories, how many characters they have going on all at once. And, I mean, they have, yeah. obviously, in season four, apparently, they really had a lot of room to do it because mm-hmm. the episodes were each, like, their own little movies. And the Basically. last episode was definitely a movie. It was literally, like, two hours and 30 minutes. So, that was that was a definitely movie right there. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, a lot of great story going on. So, I don't think anyone mind that length no. of the time. If anything, I still want more. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, shoot, just instead, just get all the all the episodes should be at least an hour and a half long. Just make yeah a season of movies. Just do that. That's, like that 10, should be a standard. Ten episodes, hour and a half each. That's what we should get. Season exactly. Five. I I, yep. I mean, it would take a while, but I wouldn't mind it. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, as... with season four like taking so long at first, it's just kind of like oh, but like it's been so long. But then you got so yeah. much content. I think it was worth it. Absolutely. I mean, obviously they had to stall it because you know COVID and everything. Yeah, and all for that. sure. And they said that they're not going to take as long. Obviously now that it's you know kind of died down, and as I've seen it, monkeypox. Um, no, I'm just kidding. There you go. Then that, that's what it's going to be next. But. Uh, that's going to be season five's villain, Monkeypox. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, to see how long they made us wait for season four, for obvious reasons, and then to give out, so, to give us something that like this, I mean, that's just amazing. I mean, we saw with, like, Supernatural, I mean, you saw the series finale. They had, they ran into the same issue, you know, COVID and everything, and obviously shooting in Canada, that made it a little bit harder. So they had to, I mean, completely rewrite how they were going to do the series finale, and it wasn't as good. I mean, it wasn't bad, but what as good as what it could have been. But they did not, for a second, say, "Okay, we're just going to phone this one in. This is going to be like a filler season, basically." They worked their asses off, and they made a good, good season of of, of Stranger Things, almost said of Supernatural. Um, 
And, I mean, they did what they do best. They reel us in, and they keep us on the edge of our seats and keep us wanting more. And that more definitely should come sooner than later. And Oh, please. I'm, I'm very excited for Season 5. I mean, the with how they left off with Season 4, you're just anticipating so much. I mean, with that scene Absolutely. where they're all looking back, and it kind of just... I can't even remember what they started looking back at at this point. I just remember their faces when they were looking back. Like, did it start growing dark or something? Or Who knows? Maybe it was kind of a foreshadowing to Season 5 that, you know, the old them is in the past, and now we're going to get a whole new, not a whole new, basically reinvented version of them themselves. Who knows? Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see who, the, who Season 5's villain is going to be. I mean... You would think with Vecna and how much he was behind the scenes. I mean, he was like the Wizard of Oz of the first three seasons. I'm sure. So. I'm I'm sure it'll still really back to Vecna somehow because I think that Probably. the whole story with Vecna and it's literally it's he's basically Eleven's nemesis at this point. So yeah. it's got to be something doing with him and something else, or who even knows? Upside Down is still an entire huge mystery that really hasn't been explained oh. that much. Like, why does it even exist? But. You know. Oh yeah, that's, that's good. I mean, that could be it. Could be only I mean, we could find the actual creator of the Upside Down. Like you said, it's so huge that I mean, we could there could be there could be like twenty seasons worth of villains there. Yeah. Uh, for all we know, um, I, like you said, I, I I imagine Vecna will come back up some way somehow. Yeah. It did seem a little bit easy. I mean, I know we said she was, but she's very powerful, but it seemed a little and... bit easy that. 11 beat him like that. Will did say he felt him in that one scene, so. It's re- there's reason to assume he's still somewhat alive. I mean, just that, maybe you know, not like, as powerful. Yeah, but, somehow just like yeah. that little bit of heartbeat you get at the end of a Jason Voorhees movie. Yeah, so I mean, I guess Will did did find some sort of necessity necessariness at the end there. I mean, that's always, that's how we, how it feels like every, at the end of every season. Will's like he he's like, oh yeah, no, we're not done yet. There's still something. Hey so, guys, we don't actually have peace. Like, let's worry. Well, and then the this beginning is of temporary. The beginning of the next season, they're all like, "Oh yeah, let's just act like nothing happened." Woo. Yeah, for real. Like, just forget what the past year. And then ha- shit the year happens happened. again. Yeah, it's like, oh, you really, and they get so surprised about it. Like, what? that's not possible. Uh, you've dealt with the upside down now for I don't even know the timeline at this point. Probably a few years. I think because they're in 1986, right at the end of season four. I can't. I think it was 1983 or so that uh, so it started off something like three, maybe four years, something like somewhere around there. Yeah, not too long, but I mean they're uh, in high school uh, now, so yeah, I mean a good amount of time, not too long though. So I mean it's like, how do you forget what just happened? Don't act shocked. Yeah, there's obviously when you beat one thing, clearly there's something else nastier and worse right behind it. So, I mean, let's not act surprised that the Upside Down keeps spitting stuff out that makes you question whether or not you've completely beaten everything. Let's just cool it with that. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't even know what to be expected with Season 5. I mean, we'll we'll have to make theories on that some other time. But for now, Mm -hmm. I think we're close to wrapping it up here. Well, if I do say so myself, I think we're pretty wrapped up here. I'd have to agree with you there, my man. All right. Well, without further ado, this has been One Way or Another Podcast. See ya. See ya.